All right, here we are, everybody. Joey Hates Everything, episode 58. Guess who's back? Everybody's favorite uh, half producer. Um, you know, he's, he's sort of like uh, when you have that job and that lady, that older lady only works eight hours a week. And you're like, that that must be fucking nice. That's basically what Markel is on this show. Markel, how have you been? Everyone's missed you. What's What's been going on lately? Give us a quick update. Oh, you know, a whole lot. Just living the unemployed life right now. So got that going for me. But I'm getting back into the gym, focusing on myself, focusing on my health, you know, just prioritizing things. At the beginning of every at the beginning of every show, have you ever seen uh did you watch Winnie the Pooh as a kid? Yeah. Sometimes you just you kind of sound like uh if Igor if uh what is his name? Igor? Yeah, you remember the the donkey that had the pinned on tail? It was like a metaphor for for something. Uh you kind of you kind of sound like if he was a young black guy in his 20s just trying to get things together and that's that's kind of beautiful. I feel like sometimes I sound like if uh if piglet was on adderall well well why aren't we i can't do a fucking piglet voice i gave up half a second in um yeah i my my life's been okay uh same old bullshit same similar stuff to what's been going on the whole past year i got my 25th job officially uh doing a new job now got out of macy's yes thank you i have now been in more jobs than I have been years alive. So that's pretty insane when you think about the fact that only been working since I was 16 and then two, it took a two year break for college. So that's pretty, that's pretty wild. And one thing that I just can't believe still happens is job orientations. They're, they're unbelievably terrible and unnecessary. Uh, and it's much different when you're in a setting where there's a little more money involved. I hate to say it, but the lower your wage, the dumber your coworkers. It's a fact, unfortunately. And my coworkers at this new job, they're pretty cool. I like them. I'm saying the other people in the company uh, that I had to do the orientation with, they brought people from all these different sites. And I, I, my whole life, um, when we started taking notes, we had to take notes for this uh, test that we were going to do at the end of orientation. My whole life, I have always heard teachers and instructors say, now you don't need to write down everything from the slide. You don't need to do that. I'm going to tell you which parts are the most important. And I'm not kidding. They started the class off by saying everything you need to write down is going to be highlighted. Multiple people in the class over the age of 25, we're saying, we're saying there was like, you know, every different age you can think of, every different type of person, multiple people are asking the instructor to stop so that they can write down the entire slide about the uniform and uh, grooming appearances. It's like, are you guys actually retarded? Do you really need to write any of this down? We were there for eight fucking hours because people uh, can't figure out how to do shit on their own at all. Even when they're instructed directly to do it, they can't figure it out. I'm so over going to these orientations and all this different shit that can be done over Zoom. Um, Spent fucking $17 to get there uh, in an Uber because I had to leave at six in the morning to get to Scottsdale and then spent 90 minutes on the bus because of a detour on the way back. All so that we could uh, learn about the uniform, terrorism, and sexual harassment. The questions were like, if Johnny gropes Molly's breast, is this considered an unwanted touch? Probably. Holy shit. Um, Sorry, went on on a rant there. I just can't stand doing that shit anymore. That sounded fun, man. 90 minutes on the bus. Oh, it was, it's terrible. And uh, every time you get on the bus, there's somebody that's got to ask about directions, even though phones exist. Um, Really, really excited (laughs) that this is all going to be over because I have a car now. Um, Anytime, anytime I gain an asset worth, uh, worth over, I don't know, a hundred dollars, it's usually because someone has given it to me. And my grandma, (laughs) uh, she just simply cannot drive anymore. So she moved here. We moved her into her apartment. I have a car now. 
uh, going to take my permit test tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. There you go. Uh, my, my apartment right now looks like really just looks like the apartment of someone who wouldn't have a car to say the least. My dad <laughs> and I were cleaning out stuff as we were helping my grandma move into her new apartment. He's like, you know, I don't want this. Uh, I don't want this bike and I don't want this hose. It's this giant hose on a wheel that has no, <laughs> it's just the part you turn. You know what I'm talking about? It has no hose. So there's a bike with oh. no front wheel and, uh, and just this <laughs> rusted piece of metal. I swear to God, if a cop happens to look in here, they're getting a warrant. Um, yeah. So an interesting. He just used you as a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you yeah, try and sell it, you know, and I was like, I, it will sell. It will, I'll get uh, absolutely fucked on the price, but it will sell. Last time I sold my, I sold the other bike I had and literally made rent that day by selling the bike. And this guy made me go no to, way. dude, this fucking guy made me go to the, this bike shop with him so that they could check it out to make sure it was all in order. That's fine. He stayed there for a half hour asking these guys these dumbass questions. We get back in the car. He goes, bro, I just want to go sit on it one more time. I'm like, if I don't make it to Wells Fargo with this check that you've written me that I don't even know is going to clear, I'm fucked. And you have to go make sure the seat is on correctly. Um, it's tough. It's tough trying to get this shit done. And then uh, your main source of income has to, it's always got to be such a painful process to get hired on. Making money sucks i'm thinking about um maybe just 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 becoming homeless i feel like if you if you did it right maybe you could maybe you could enjoy it you ever see those guys they'll buy uh one of those giant sheds from the lot in home depot or lowe's and then they put electrical wiring in it they they somehow find a way to get a water source in there and they then make you have it a like house. a tiny little home yeah dude i mean i want to just do that I would it's literally have mean, a bigger man. place to live than I live now and, and not pay rent. <laughs> oh, God. Need to find somebody that can do that. Uh, yeah, let's see. What else has been going on in, in my life? Uh, I started watching this show about British puppets, and I never thought I would. I never thought I'd say this, but it's officially one of my favorite shows. For anyone who I who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the show Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. It's a terrifying name off the bat, and it comes from a video that you might remember that came out when we were in eighth grade or so. It's these British puppets, and they're sitting around a table, and this notebook comes to life and teaches them a song about how to be creative. And then as the video goes on, it starts to get darker and darker and more horrific, until they're doing uh, arts and class and arts and crafts with human organs. So if that's not enticing enough, I don't know what's going to be. Uh, British people, I didn't know how obsessed with this show that they, they were. They've been waiting for, I think it's like six years for them to come out with this six episode season. And it's basically just about these three puppets that have no clue what's, they don't understand their reality. They live in a reality uh, that's that's slightly more dumbed down than ours and they make it obvious by making them puppets you know so there's one guy who's his name is literally duck guy and he's just a duck that wears a big coat uh, another dude is 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 i think it's uh red guy no it's duck person red guy and yellow guy and the other two they just sort of look like they could be from uh i don't know fucking sesame street and they're trying to figure out why their world is so fucked up and I think it's, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but I, I really recommend it. You're either going to love it or hate it. It's on YouTube. The whole season is, uh, Markel, did you end up giving that a, a shot? Did you watch that? No, I haven't checked it out yet. Now that you're back on the, uh, regular, uh, the, the regular diet, I'll call that. I'll call it. I know you don't want me to put too much out there at this time. But, but now that you're back to being able to use your medicine, you definitely should take that that medical medicine and go watch some Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Get down with some British puppets, dude. You're going to have a good time. Um, I think that'd be a great reaction video for when we start the YouTube channel. I, I would probably, because I've seen the movie, what's it fucking called? With the clown, the black and white clown that... Uh, hunts these two really hot girls down. It's from like 2017. 
I'm not going to remember the name, but if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. There's this scene where he strips this girl naked and he hangs her up by her legs and cuts her in half with a saw by the pussy in front of her best friend. Dude, I watched that tripping on two tabs of acid. This, these were the ones that you and I had right when I got back to Minnesota. I mean, they were fucking phenomenally strong. I don't know that they were the happiest trips in the world. And I just, I got over there and formed the two people of the house I was at. Hey, I'm tripping on two tabs of acid right now. It's, it's going pretty good. You know, it's a good trip. And they decide to put on a horror film where a woman is cut in half by the pussy. I think if I can handle that, we might be able to put on something with some puppets and some uh, some fake blood. What do you think? Oh yeah. Then again, I might I might be uh, just fucked up for life and start saying lines from the show. There's just so many fucking hilarious lines that I can't do justice. You have to watch them. There's this one character who's dumb as fuck, and he got, uh, another character tells him he's like, "Go put the plates in the cupboard." And he just throws them into the garbage. And the guy goes, did you just throw those plates in the bin? And yellow guy goes, no. Yeah. It's just stupid shit like that, that I swear to God, I think about it every 30 seconds. And so if I, t- if I took two tabs of acid, I might literally become yellow guy. Um, that's, that's enough on British puppets. What else do I got here? I, uh, the Vikings are fucking five and one. How do you like them apples? Pretty fucking awesome there. Uh, probably the second best team in the NFC, maybe the, the top five team in the NFL. Can't wait to see how this comes crashing down and sends me back into a pill addiction. Uh, Markel, have you been watching any any sort of football this year? Yeah, I've been tuning in a little bit. There's definitely been some into, some insane games. There's a lot Vikings of games now. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, you, you got to try and get into it if you're an NFL fan. Already, it's they've you been kind of early. Yeah, yeah. They start well. They start well for you. They 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 start at twelve, so they start at ten a.m. here, and I have to force myself to get up and start drinking beer because the anxiety. <laughs> plus the hangover of the night before will absolutely kill me. So as soon as 10 a.m. hits, I've got a Coors Light in hand screaming at the TV. <laughs> this is why my family really just, they love when I come over, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we got we got a couple of topics here, a couple of news sources here. Here's one from NBC. Mike Pence says a Trump run in 2024 Quote, there might be someone else I'd prefer prefer more. Mike Pence is an alien. Uh, the way he moves, he's very lizard-like. It, uh, anything you know about the guy, if you know anything about him, just seems like someone trying to create a human the same way uh, they did that with Mark Zuckerberg. I honestly thought he would just keep going with it. That's your brand. Uh, nobody liked you when you were in office. I don't know that he's ever going to get back into the vice presidency. Maybe he'll run someday. I don't really know that he has a chance based on the public image that America has of him. So honestly, I give him credit for this. I say, good for you, dude. You're not going to double down and try and be this guy's cuck like the entire Republican Party up until he staged an in, in, uh, insurrection. That was really, that was so funny and interesting to see when the insurrection happened. All these guys that covered for him, like Mitch McConnell, and then to see them have to just go, oh, all right, all right, fuck. All right, you know what, you're right. These people are insane. Uh, I, I do this for money. And yes, I am the reason that my entire state is poor. Uh, we fucked up. I apologize. And... You probably would never see that from from the left, which is also hilarious. They'd make it a whole thing like, this this is for black and fat people. I will gladly go to prison. And they make it something about that. Uh, But when you have a bunch of guys who sound like this, and they're drinking Bud Light in front of the Capitol with Viking horns on, you're probably not going to be able to defend that. it's an interesting, it's interesting. Markel, do you think that he will run again? And then if he does, do you think he wins? Ooh, 
Donald Trump. Trump? I think he might run again. Like, but I don't know. It'd be scary if he did. When you said Trump like that, it reminded me of uh, Candace Owens was on the Tim Dillon show one time and she pretended to have a cousin that was so stupid because it, she was like talking about how she's hood and shit. You know who Candace Owens is, right, Marco? Yeah. Yeah, she, for anybody that doesn't know, she's a black woman that hates black people. Honestly, go watch the shit. It's pretty bad. Uh, we'll get into Kanye West next after this. I can't believe I didn't think of that until now. Uh, she got on the Tim Dillon show and she goes, I got this one cousin who didn't even know who Trump was. She lives, you know, she's, she's lives in the hood, didn't have a very good life. Uh, I, I told her a story about Donald Trump. She goes, who Trump? Who, who Trump? And it's like, lady, I, I don't, you are, ve- she's very smart because she's appealing to the dumbest part of the country, which is racist white people in the South. And she, and she's got them going, well, well, look, look, their own lady is saying it. Look, what do you, what now? What do you got now? And that's never, I, you've created a brand here. That's never, ever going to die. A black lady that doesn't like black people. Oh my God. Dumb white Republicans will eat that alive for breakfast. They love it. Very smart lady. Although I don't, I don't, I respect her, uh, her ability to go get that cash, but I just, I think she's uh, kind of the worst. Um, I think it'll be, I think if Trump runs, he probably wins again. People love him so much. The guy could be 95 and in a wheelchair. He could get in an accident that turned him into Stephen Hawking and just, and just when the looting starts, the shooting starts and people would just go, they'd go fucking nuts. They love him. And it almost, it's like football is, is a metaphor for America. It's things that don't actually, that shouldn't matter. Uh, like who the president is, it doesn't really, I mean, it's, they are kind of by the balls of the people who are being lobbied, right? And then on top of that, people are willing to call you the N-word over liking the other team. It really is. The, the, Trumps, um, the Trumps are kind of like the Cowboys, half of this country loves them and you're like why why these guys stopped being a thing for the mid 2000s and then sort of just came back with a better team uh like trump became the president the cowboys made a few playoff runs and all of a sudden we were back to hearing non-stop shit about them uh yeah anyway moving on what else do we got markel did you have a headline you wanted to read um, how do you feel about this? Circle K gas stations will be selling cannabis next year. It's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. I didn't expect something like this to happen for, uh, you know, while, and we don't have the details on this. I got to go to work in an hour. So we're trying to bang this episode out as fast as possible, but I'm guessing that they're probably going to start with states that are are very pro-weed, like California or Colorado. Arizona, getting weed passed here was an overtime victory, like a pick six. I got to stop doing football metaphors. It makes me sound like a douche. But it really was like that. Nobody thought it was going to pass. And then somehow in a state that it was notoriously red, they were in the national news for trying to decide if gay people could buy cakes and you know now they uh they're probably thinking about putting in circle k we have a lot of circle k's here i would love that be honest with you i hate going to the dispensary uh you have to wait in line for 30 minutes i always get this same woman too that she's like 18 years old and probably i don't want to say i don't want to say probably non-binary but she you know wears like guys clothes and has extremely short hair very masculine and she treats you like you're being processed at a police station when you're trying to get weed, which ruins it for me. You'll be next in line and this lady will go, sir, up here, let's go. And you're like, okay, you know, do you have to be a cunt about me buying an eighth? Really? Uh, you, like, she'll be like, uh, and, you know, watch out for the staples. A lot of people don't look for the staples and uh, I'm getting sick of it. What? 
What are you doing right now? You paid $14 an hour to sell weed at a counter. Please stop acting like a corrections officer. Uh, this is going in my type five. My type five. Hey, what are you doing? You sell weed at the counter. Why don't you stop acting like my PO? Crowd just bursts into laughter. It's coming, folks. I'm, I'm going to get that, that special ready sometime soon. What if I try to do a special at an open mic? I just force them to remove me from the five-minute set because I'm not taking the light and you get into 15 minutes. I'm, I, got, I got a whole other hour on Jews. Speaking of Jews, Kanye West, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. He wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt out in public at a public event. He was called out for it. And instead of going, hey, guys, you remember the whole thing about how I don't want to take my Lexapro because I still want to be able to write music? You guys remember that part? Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have wore a White Lives Matter shirt. He doubled down uh, by saying that he was going to go. I got to find the tweet here. Uh, probably going to take a second. But he said something along the lines of, I'm going all out against the Jews. Kanye, it's not spelled with a C, Kanye West Jews tweet. Um, yeah, the, it's, it, people are calling it an anti-Semitic tweet. I don't want to read the whole article, though. I just want to, I do just want to see the tweet. Yeah, can't find it here. Markel, do you want to try and look for it while I ri while I vamp on it a little bit here? Yeah, sure. God damn it. Dude, I saw like it was like some like uh YouTube short and he like snapped on some dude. He was like, White lives do matter. My baby mom was white. Yeah, that's I don't even think is she even white? I thought they were Armenian or something, the Kardashians. <laughs> Well, doesn't he have a kid with Amber Rose? But Amber Rose is, I thought she was black. Yeah, she is. I don't know what he's saying there. He's kind of a moron. I found the tweet here. Uh, he apologized for it. And Twitter had actually locked his account because of it, which I got things to say on that too. It's ridiculous. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on all caps, Jewish people. Yeah, funny thing is I can't be anti-Semitic because black people are Jew. It just, it just doesn't even say Jewish. It says Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone, whoever opposes your agenda. So a couple things here. He's talking about Jewish people in the music, in entertainment business. Like they, you know, it's not racist to say it's almost a compliment. They do own the whole thing, basically. Uh, as far as the people at the very top who control everything in the movies, uh, music, all this different stuff. It's been that way since Hollywood got started, really. Um, Kanye West, I don't, I don't know if you could say he's been screwed out of a lot. The guy's a millionaire with the biggest albums of all time, but I don't know. I just, I mean, can we, the guy is clearly insane. The guy has clearly lost his mind. He does these things where he latches onto an idea and then it spirals and people are going, oh, I can't believe he did it. This maybe is the worst one he's done, but it, hey, you saw it coming. You saw it coming. Uh, he's a Jesus freak. He believes that uh, uh, black people are the actual Jews, which I don't know enough about to even make an argument on that. It's just not a good look to say you're going death con three on the Jews. Like, and then I, I don't know, uh, I don't know where he's going to go from here. He's probably just going to say something worse two years down the line and apologize again. The man is mentally ill and it's one of the biggest problems with our society, especially in America, is that people just eat this up. We would rather hear Kanye West talking about, uh, dumb shit about how he's the, rightful leader of the Jewish people than we would than we would look into Epstein Island. I swear to God, this has been a, a story for more consecutive days than the child rape island that was run by the most powerful people in our country, because we don't want to delve into things that we can't that we don't have uh, the information on already. And if you go on Twitter, if you go on Instagram, you're automatically going to get the Kanye West update of the week. And it's usually going to be pretty bad. 
So people love to comp comment on all that different shit because they have prior information and have talked about it before, seen things about it before. And they're also just dum-dums. You go out, it's, it's another reason that I just get pissed off having to be in public settings when we're doing a group thing with people I don't know. Because you hear them talk and you go, this has to be a simulation. The way people talk about shit and the way they want to talk, yeah, it's getting cooler out now, right? Oh, this summer was so hot. But then, of course, you got you got monsoon season that comes up. And you're like, does anybody want to talk about anything else? I would rather not speak right now than keep going on about this shit. And it's the same thing for the Kanye West stuff. I'm doing it right now. I'm pretty sure we've done stories on him before. Um, I just don't think that we should really take this guy seriously or even get that upset at him. When you're outside of a Circle K and someone starts screaming at you or some shit like that, uh, you know, a mentally ill homeless person, you don't go, uh, sir, sir, do you understand what you're saying right now? You just called my six-year-old a cunt. Do you understand why that's wrong? It's not, you can't do that with mentally ill people. And unfortunately, Dude, I for... heard he was giving out those shirts to homeless people too. Oh yeah, I bet I bet he was. And homeless people, unfortunately, a lot of them are also mentally ill. And he's like, Kanye is Jesus. He's the king of the Jews. It says that in the Bible. It's unfortunate. Um, and I guess I'll just wrap up by saying, if you're one of these people that actually gives a shit about this, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. There's way more important things in the world besides what a mentally ill rapper that in my opinion, hasn't made relevant music since 2017 is saying, uh, Markel, give me another headline. Uh, let's see what we got here. The Adderall shortage is real. Have what you been you, affected what you by just, that, Joey? You, there's a shortage right now. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, all right. Oh God. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna call my manager. Um, do you still have Jorge's number? I'm gonna need him down here by three o'clock. I'm not I'm not fucking dealing with this. Yeah, what what is going on here? There's an Adderall shortage in the United States, not my country. This is what this is what you voted for, people. This is what happens when you when you get Joe Biden in office. It's not a free America anymore. I can't get my amphetamines if if we if we got sleepy joe raising the gas prices and taking my meth it's not right um again we should have got more details on this but i don't look there's not I, an adderall shortage dude no it's, i heard there's actually a real shortage though where people are like changing medications and stuff because they can't get their adderall like this is a real thing i'll believe it when i when i see it based on one thing healthcare when it runs this country you? Yeah, when it affects me, I will I will uh, believe you because I've never had a problem. I've had more times in my life where I haven't been able to get my paycheck on time because there's been an accounting error or a mailing error than I have had times where I can't get a prescription. This country runs on making people sicker and more addicted to things. I guarantee you this is just something somebody saw and ran with in an article. What's the news source on that one? Uh, this is from CNET.com. I also saw in other sources that there's a shortage. Well, again, I think that's based on what I know and what I've seen. I do a quick Google. I, you know, I can't believe, as I take a hit of my vape, I can't believe doctors don't don't prescribe things. Washington Post. Adderall shortage is so bad that some patients can't fill their prescriptions. It's a false flag. Yeah, there's it's a false flag. There's like, there's like five different articles. Today's news: There's a national Adderall shortage, and some patients are worried. Well, if it happens, I'm gonna go on. on the FDA has officially declared a shortage of Adderall. NPR.org. Well. If it happens, um, please, please believe I will have access to meth. So this show will not stop going. Uh, it may, it may even turn into uh, something a lot more fun. We, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know how that could be possible. It's the top funded thing pretty much in the entire world next to our military. You've got the U.S. military and then the U.S. healthcare system right beneath it. I don't understand how there could be a shortage of anything. Hey, just get the stuff. Just get this, get the salts, mix it together. I'll make it in my goddamn, uh, in my kitchen if I have to. I'm pretty sure you could just get a few ingredients. You know, you just go down to your local CVS, you pick up a few over-the-counter things, and you mix it together. Uh, that's that's how my doctor does it. That's how he says he does it. That, that reminds me, I had a, um, not to get off topic here, but it just made me think of it. My doctor doesn't make Adderall in his sink, but my manager at Quiznos used to take, he used to buy his own uh, beef, like a slab of beef from an unknown source and wash it in our sinks. If you ever needed a reason not to go eat in public anymore, there, there's your one right there. It's pretty disgusting. Sorry to get off topic there. Uh, the fucking Adderall shortage, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I believe you that you're finding all these sources, but at the same time, come on. This is America. Land of the pills. Don't home say I didn't warn you. That's true. That's true. I'm going to be literally walking like a zombie through life for five days straight. <laughs> I should have listened. I should have prepared for this. All right. We got to restart here. Uh, the Zoom is about to go down. So uh, just give us a sec. We'll be right back. Still there. Yep. All right. We're back. We're back with Markel on the show. Good to have him back on here. Um, what else has been going on? I wanted on? to bring something up uh, before we uh, change subjects. Okay. So um, you want to explain to the audience how you have a Adderall stash? Well, yeah. Well, or, yes. I, I should, I should, let me clarify. You have fake stashes. Yep, we got we got fake stashes, sort of like the U.S. We've prepared for our first invasion, which will uh, likely come as a result of either our gas being uh, depleted, the price going up so high that we can't afford anything, and then we just our entire country crumbles, and then they come get us, or they'll probably start blowing up oil refineries after they've nuked us. So either one of those. Uh, is why we have oil refineries in America. There's these hidden pockets in random spots throughout the country where there's just a shit ton of backup oil. The same way I, I do the same thing with my Adderall. I put, a, you know, I live in a state full of criminals, so I don't know any of these people that well. And anytime I have somebody come over, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, I've known, known everybody here for less than two years. So I have uh, some stashed in a... Uh, baggy wrapped in a sock under my bed, just looks like a dirty sock. Another one is in the actual pill bottle that just has five sitting in plain sight. So if somebody wants, you know, wants to steal shit, they're only going to get five. I think they got the rest. And then I keep another stash in my backpack and another one inside of a melatonin bottle under all the melatonin. <laughs> uh, folks, I don't know if I would recommend getting into the habit. It's <laughs> It's, I don't, what, what was it that fucking Butter's dad would say in that episode where he gets into drone oh flying? I can't condone getting into the hobby. Uh, it really is. You don't want to, because if you, when I was completely broke, I had zero money, like negative money in the winter one time. And I couldn't buy anything and I ran out of Adderall. Working when you don't have it after you've been taking it five days a week for a year, you feel like a real life zombie. Like life is a second delayed. You're in a real life Zoom call. Um, it, takes your, it takes your eyes a full three seconds to catch up to the rest of your brain. You're like, oh, I didn't want to move my arm there. What job was that? <laughs> that was my leasing job. So I would have to get in an Uber. <clears throat> To walk all the way to the diner across the street, uh, get in an Uber, and then just sit there and take angry phone calls from people because they've got roaches coming out of their bathtub. I was, I, I've been living here drinking a monster. Oh, dude, I, have, I would still bring like a beer to work too, and I'd just be like, I can't. 
Just let people be like, there is human fecal matter coming out through my shower handle. And you're just like, I don't. Miss, have you contacted Jose in maintenance? He doesn't speak English, but I don't. There's nothing. I, I don't. I would look into recommend. I would recommend showering at a friend's house. Um, you know, as a poor person myself, I once took a shower with a hose in my backyard. Should maybe look into that. And, uh, you know, completely addicted to weed as well. So I'll, I would smoke my till I was stupid in the morning before I left. Just get there you can and afford I, your weed, but you couldn't uh, afford your Adderall. Well, the thing about the thing about weed out here is like if you have friends who have weed, they're not going to be. It's not treated like gold the way it was in Minnesota when we were teenagers. Like it's not people don't hog their weed. They're happy to to help you out with a front if you need it. So I mean, I never had that problem, but at the same time, getting high when you when you if you take Adderall, like I have a prescription for it for anybody that doesn't know, I think we've talked about it 17 times on the show. Um, and I, I am like, it's not good how dependent I am on it. It's not good for you. Um, but basically getting high on top of it feels like you took an edible when you don't have it. So that's, uh, that's what would happen there. God, I hated that job. I would just get there in a wrinkled suit and get yelled at by people because they couldn't understand. And it's not their fault. Like they're just trying to have a place to live that doesn't have uh, roaches crawling on their table while they're eating. You know, they want, they want a working shower, that type of shit. And there would be nobody that they could talk to because this apartment complex with a thousand units hired three people to work in their leasing office. They'd be like, I demand to speak to Tomas. That was the head of the office. I'd be like, Tomas has 30 phone calls waiting for him right now. You're not going to have hot water. For yeah, Tomas is in thing. Dubai right now. Tomas, he, he went on vacation while it was at peak, like peak shit. Everybody's shit was falling apart. And how angry people would get. You'd just be like, yeah, well, I mean, I can't even get mad at this guy. He doesn't understand that I'm a temp here. Uh, who is so high he doesn't even know what unit number he's in even though you've said it three times you're asking you're yelling at the wrong guy uh anyway that's that was a whole fun thing that i don't miss um i guess moving on i've been watching uh i got another show recommendation for everybody markelly and i were talking about it's called court cams and oh yeah boy it's just something to watch if you want to feel better about yourself like if you've had a bad day you said something dumb to a coworker, uh you know you fucking missed your phone payment this month and you feel like a dumbass for it go and watch that show because you just realize oh there's people out there who don't understand how to act they don't understand that a judge there's a reason that people don't freak out in court when things don't go their way because they, a judge can hold you in contempt of court and there's no limit to what they can add to your sentence. So if you start calling the judge a cunt and have an outburst and you know attack your lawyer, the judge could go ahead and be like, I'm holding you in contempt of court. Once your sentence is over, you're going to do another two years in county jail. And you watch these people attack lawyers, try to run away in handcuffs, uh, spit on judges, all this different crazy shit just just reminds you, wow, they, there are people that they kind of do need to be in jail. Uh, and I'm glad I don't act that way. Uh, the last time I was even in a courtroom was probably 2017 for the DUI I got. And I remember being there and I was like, this has got to be the last time. This I can't do this ever again. Uh, then two, three months later, get arrested in South Dakota for having a one hitter. And I just said, no, I'm not going, I'm not going, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going in. And these guys sent like, uh, the South Dakota police department and the courthouse <laughs> sent threatening letters to my parents' new address. So I'm like, how did they, if they can go and get somebody's address, why wouldn't they just send it to the one I'm at? They're in a different state now, and so was I. Why wouldn't they just send it to the one I lived at in, in Pennsylvania? That's so unprofessional and ridiculous. I think they were just trying to get me to, to be like, listen to my parents and go back. 
I've taken multiple fingerprint background checks, which are the most extensive ones, and it's never come up. I, I you want to remind you want to remind the audience that you one time fled to Pennsylvania over that. I did not flee there. I was I had it. I was a seriously degenerative drug addict, and I had to I had to leave. And for some reason, you fled, bro. You fled. For some reason, my family thought this was a good idea, ended up being a very, very bad idea, as if somehow there was going to be less drugs in Pennsylvania. It's twice as easy to get pills out there. Um, and that's why that's why I left. I didn't I didn't go there fleeing South Dakota. I was so scared, though, because I didn't Wasn't realize there one time, though, that you did. Mm. Like the first time or something, you're like, oh, shit, I can't be in Minnesota. They might pick me up. I guess, you know, you could say that that was part part of the reason. Like, I was extremely scared about that. Um, I I moved I moved because I had a serious problem that then got worse by being there. Like, I don't understand how my family thought that a 20 year old was going to just be fine living in a motel with people from Pittsburgh. I don't really get why that was thought of as like, oh, he's doing, he's doing great. <laughs> he's making eight twenty five an hour uh, to work with crackheads. Uh, you know, I was an adult at the time, but everybody did think it was a good idea, and it ended up being very, very bad. I remember I was so scared of the of that shit happening. My parents were selling their house when we lived in Lakeville, and they let me live there to just sort of watch over it and not have an empty house over there. Um, so I was smoking weed in the garage one night, forgot to close the garage door. And this is peak paranoia of it. You know, I'm every night before I'm going to bed, I'm Googling, uh, you know, what is the, what is the biggest consequence for failing to appear? How long will a bench warrant stay on my, on my record, all that different stuff. And I'm falling asleep all of a sudden at five in the morning, I hear outside of the bedroom door, police open up. And I was, dude, I was naked, uh, beer cans all over the place. Before I was 21, I was like 19 when this happened. And I'm thinking, they got me, they got me. Oh God, you know, <laughs> this is it. And I put my hands up expecting to be taken to jail. The reason it turned out that the cops were there was because someone had called the police about the garage door being left open. So the police came into my into my house, pointed guns at me and accused me of breaking in, of being a squatter. And I just remember they had their guns pointed at me. I go, I live here. I live here. I live here. And the cops coming up to me goes, do you have any clothes on? And I was like, no. And so they're like, all right, look, we're, we're going to we're going to wait for you to put your clothes on. And then we'll talk. The guy who pointed the gun at me, there was a dude and a seven foot tall, 400 pound man and a female police officer. And he goes out, the cop waits for me to put on my pajama pants and it starts like coming together in her mind as she's looking up the names of the people who live there. Right. And she goes, oh God, we just, we kind of just fucked up a lot. That was bad. And they left in the next five seconds. When I came out of the bedroom, the guy was already in his car and the lady was like, all right, you know, just, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you close that garage door. I am just getting done with having a gun to my face and thinking I'm going to jail for weed that, uh, uh, you know, a weed offense that took place in South Dakota. So I just didn't even take it any further. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, thanks. Thanks for coming out guys. <laughs> Um, really, really the hatred I had for the cops all stemmed from living in South Dakota and Minnesota. I don't out here. They won't even come if a woman is being beat to death in her apartment. So I don't really have to worry about it. And that's not even, dude, that's not even really their fault. They, the Phoenix police, I think they actually do a good job. Uh, that's why I have a blue lives matter flag in front of my apartment now. No, I'm just kidding. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't even remember how we got onto that. That was a pretty intense time in life. 2016, 17, and 18 were, yeah, that was, that was rock bottom. That was pretty bad. I was on 
vacation with my family in fucking Wisconsin Dells. And I remember taking nine Zans in the car next to my 10 year old brother on the way there. It's kind of, sometimes I think that, uh, that the only way I could have survived that is that we're in a simulation really. It's trippy because I don't want to go too much into detail. That was, that was probably the worst one ever. Um, I don't know if you remember that factory job I had, I did that on Zans and I was so high a lot of times when you're for anybody that's never done xanax or like meth is a good example you're so fucked up that you can't realize that anybody else is seeing what's going on with you so you're still lying about being high and everybody's like it's pretty clear that you're fucked up right now and i just remember i don't even remember any of the questions she asked me but i remember at one point she went yeah okay because i forgot the question she asked me five seconds before <laughs> oh boy good times good times and take take a rip a rip of the weed here as that sets me into a panic induced um upset mood that i used to be like that markel tell us about the worst you've ever been addicted to drugs did you ever have a would you ever say you had a problem with the beans no, not really. Um, I knew that they were a double-edged sword. I knew that they're really dangerous and addictive. Because for some reason, when I was younger, I was really interested in like looking into like drugs and stuff, just like the effects. And I knew that stands were just addictive as fuck. And I was always told not to like take drugs. So, yeah, you, I, I get what you're saying. It's uh, I don't think you've ever had it to where you were as addicted and dependent on it as I was. I mean, I would do anything at one point to get my hands on a Zan and maybe some Coke. That was one of my favorite combos, even though it's a total waste of Coke. If you're someone that can handle drugs and you're doing them responsibly, please accept this PSA that you should never. <laughs> mix the two you're just you're gonna ruin both of them it's not it's fun like if you have a shit ton of money and you want to get into drugs by all means go ahead and try that but if you you know just trying to sparsely pace it out then you shouldn't ruin the coke high with a zan high this would i this should have me on sesame street explaining this to children now kids in eight ball nowadays i mean that might end up running you two hundred dollars if you know a guy most of the people you're going to be buying from, they're going to send you, they're going to sell you a gram. It's going to be cut. And Almo will be like, what does cut mean? Well, Almo, that's when your drug dealer wants to make more money. So they take a purified product or perhaps one that's even been cut already. And they put things like drywall and salt into it. But doesn't that hurt your nose and make you sick when you do cocaine? Yes, Almo. It, it actually, it does do that. And uh, because you're so dependent, how did you, how did you get off of cocaine? Well, I, I yelled at my friend uh, because I thought the FBI was after me and I realized that I was too high. So I dumped out all of my Coke in a toilet through the baggie in a neighbor's, uh, neighbor's garbage can. And then I drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels honey while I watched the new Michael Jackson documentary and came down off of, did Michael Jackson actually do those things to those boys? Well, Alma, when I watched the documentary, I, it seems to me like everybody has their story straight, but you know, guys like Macaulay Culkin who are around him a lot denied it all. I was molested by Michael Jackson in 1991. Well, Almo, I'm very sorry to hear that, but I, they definitely shouldn't have been on a kid's show. And I just, I think you need to talk to your producers about that. Um, really, really, I think I'd be great on Sesame Street. Uh, what else was I going to say? Basically, basically pills and, and Xanax and Coke. I'm not going to lie to you right now. It's the most fun you can have, but there's also a reason people don't do it. Driving 300 miles an hour through the, through the sky on a ramp that somebody made in Grand Theft Auto is fun, but you wouldn't do it in real life because it's eventually you're going to die. That's the whole thing with drugs and alcohol and pills is eventually 
it's going to ruin your life. And I was lucky enough to have the, have the internet really. Uh, I think about that a lot too. People who got addicted to crack and meth and in the nineties before all that was legal. I've been offered this stuff before and I was able to turn it down based on the fact that I've met other people and read other stories where people are going, yeah, you try this once you're going to ruin your life. Uh, there's, that's, that's like the third level of drugs, heroin, crack, meth, all that stuff. Um, on the other hand, another reason I stopped fucking with drugs and selling them. And <clears throat> I'm really, really just talking about pills and Coke right now. I don't think I ever told the, the, we'll call him Joe H. I don't know if I ever really told that story on this podcast. And that happened while I was on Coke during this time period. You, you remember the story I'm referring to Markel, correct? I may have already told the story on here before, but we, we basically had these, uh, let's say we had a bag of blueberries for legal purposes. We had a bag of blueberries. This is in the height of my Coke addiction. I'm doing a gram a day. And for anybody that's never been addicted to Coke before, it really, once you get into the point where you're binging for two weeks at a time, a month at a time, your mind just degenerates in a way that it's not like you're, you're an asshole, but it goes further than that. You get so paranoid. You think that, um, <laughs> that the cops are on to you for, for having Coke and stuff like that. I remember I had a panic attack in the woods once because I was trying to smoke out there and I thought the cops were behind me somewhere. Um, and then on top of that, what my point is when you're selling drugs and shit, you always have to be worried about, Nowadays, they're going to catch you if you cause someone to die from, from doing drugs. They'll get a warrant for that person's phone, check all the messages, uh, then get a warrant for your phone and see that you've just been talking to people about pills. I can't believe how many drug addicts uh, and drug dealers don't use like an encrypted network or something like that. They'll just send it on iMessage or Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat disappears, bro. Uh, did you learn nothing from Dalia? Um, basically what the story I'm talking about, my friend, Joe H, he's a real nice guy, but he's just sort of naive in the sense that he's one of those guys that loves future. So he thought that there's no problem with, <laughs> with getting into opioids and cough syrup. So the kid really ran before he could walk. And I was, this is my fault too. I making fun of him a little bit, but I was a complete fucking moron and selfish. And I had this bag of blueberries, um, these little blue round pills, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, that are extremely strong and are likely these days cut with, uh, with something that starts with an F. And no, that's not, that's not frosting on blueberry ice cream. <laughs> it's a dad joke. I did a dad joke when talking about almost killing a friend. Uh, he took, I gave him a small sliver because I knew these are so powerful. You take half one, you're going to be throwing up. You've never done it before. I'll give you a small sliver. He's he, the rest of the night he's going, dude, I don't feel anything. I mean, we, I barely took anything. I don't, you know, don't you think I should take a little bit more when, when I feel it more, if I just take a little more, um, stuck to my guns. It's like, Joe, uh, you're not going to be, you're going to be puking. Uh, if I give you this stuff, if I give you any more, so just give it a second, give it a second. We get to two hours later. He's not feeling anything. He's like, all right, I got to work in the morning. I'm going to go home. I don't hear from him for the next 36 hours. I'm texting him, Snapchatted him, called him, I swear to God, 30 times. And I, like I said, I was doing coke every day at this point. So the paranoia was insane. I'm at work at a 10-hour shift. It was the four tens, trying to keep it together doing coke as i'm on the shift thinking oh my god i killed this guy like my life is over he was at my house last night they're gonna know he was there and he took this perk i i i'm so fucked this guy I, there's no way he's not alive and so i'm going back and forth between crying and freaking out and he was a good he was a really good friend of mine so i was like very very concerned about him personally i don't want to make it seem like i was the guy who killed mac miller who DM'd his girlfriend, like, I'm nervy. I feel like they're going to check my messages. No, I was legitimately like, this guy's probably dead. Holy fuck. Um, I'm at work the next day after still not hearing from him, expecting like a police officer to come talk to my manager. And I've kept calling him the whole night, kept texting him. 
all of a sudden I get a text, I get a call on my phone. It's Joe. And I just got up, walked away from what I was doing and went into the bathroom. And he's, I started asking him, like, are you okay? What did you go to the hospital? What happened? He goes, Oh man, I just been, it's been really sick the past few days. I, uh, I was throwing up in the toilet and, uh, yeah, really tired. So I slept a lot. Sorry about that. And again, on Coke, just lost my cool. This was like the end of our friendship, which is my fault. I'm admitting that. And I just like, I gave you a fucking perk and you don't call me for two days. I thought you were fucking dead, man. I thought you were dead. And he's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. Any drug addicts listening to this, 50% of our listeners, I'm sure, are dependent on some sort of medication. Uh, any Anyone should, you should always text people to let them know that you're okay. You will freak people the fuck out nowadays because anytime you go anywhere with somebody, as soon as they don't have anything to do or have anything to say, nothing to look at, they pull out their phone like a baby with a pacifier. You know, it's everybody has their phone at all times. I'm like, there's no way this guy didn't see this for 36 hours. Um, I'd love to, Markel, I'm sure you, you may have had some good stories from a former life about this. I think we'll just, we'll skip over unless you have any that don't involve you. Any, any, uh, overdose scares? No, not me personally. You've got, you just got really, really overdoses are the number one thing to worry about. If you're going to do, you've got three classifications of drugs, in my opinion, there's probably some statute that lists this slightly differently. We got level one, which is like booze, weed, alcohol. I don't know. I don't know what else you'd throw in there. And then that number two, maybe psychedelics because physically they, they're pretty harmful. Uh, they're pretty unharmful. Uh, next you probably got class, class two, which is like Coke, Zans, fucking, what else did you put? Maybe even Adderall, put that in there. Stuff that you're probably not going to overdose on if you are extremely safe and you test your stuff and you're careful. Then you've got level three, which anytime you do it, you could end up dying. Fentanyl, pills, uh, heroin, meth, all this different stuff, stuff that's pretty much guaranteed to ruin your life. And I've had so many stories now where I thought I was overdosing or I had, you know, passed out as I couldn't breathe, stuff like that. Um, it's really, it's really embarrassing. Like the last time I was, my last day of work, the first job I had here, I told myself never, I'm never doing blow again. It's too expensive. I relapsed a few times in Pennsylvania and, you know, I was broke out there. 90 bucks a gram anytime you want to get it. And I ended up relapsing out here. My friend brought some to work and he goes, yeah, dude, I just been, I don't want to get back into this. I got a half a gram left. I'll just give it to you if you want. And if you're a drug addict and you hear a free half gram of Coke, I, I don't know. I'm working on how to say no to things like that. I got to be like, dude, just please, please don't ask me that again please, please give it to somebody else right now. I can't, I can't deal with it. Uh, cause the past few times I've done Coke, I felt like my heart was going to explode. My wrists start doing this weird thing where they lock up and I can't move my hands at all. It's literally being in the bathroom, trying to type in into Google, am I overdosing right now? And then you can't use your thumbs. So you're trying to use your that's elbow. That's what fentanyl feels like. Uh, dude, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Um, it's in everything nowadays and you should know that. And I feel so fucking stupid for doing it. It's been about, I'd say somewhere around 16 or 17 months since the last time I did blow. And yeah, it's just really hard to say no to. And it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. The things it makes you do, you know, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom thinking I'm dying. I had to call a coworker in there to like calm me down. Uh, after they're the one who gave me Coke. And so I just, you have to apologize. You're like, hey, sorry for making you think that you were going to go to jail for killing me. My bad. <laughs> I also, I hate that law. If you're a drug dealer, okay. But if you just gave somebody some drugs that you were already doing and it wasn't killing you and they die, shouldn't it be on the person a little bit? 
there was a baseball player. I can't remember who it was. I might be wrong about this. I think it was Tyler Skaggs. I think. Uh, Either way. I I think he uh, was given some extra pills by a team trainer, like just for his back, like there's Percocets and stuff like that, but he wasn't allowed to give them to him. And he gave them to him anyway. That night, that guy crashes his boat into a dock and dies. Now that dude's being charged. I think he's going to get like five years in prison uh, for secondary manslaughter or some shit like that. I really, I've watched too much camp uh, court camps to not know all these terms. So you got class one, which is basically like, like these are all things that you can look up, you know? Uh, yeah. That was fun. That was fun to go on a rant about uh, how much of a piece of shit I am. Markel, do you have anything to add there? No, but what's happening in this week in fentanyl? I was just going to get into that. I'm glad you asked. Here's a fun one for Halloween. I remember... Uh, On this podcast, I think the first Halloween we ever did it, I was talking about how I thought it was kind of bullshit about having to really be scared of finding a razor blade in your kid's candy. And I kind of, I I am starting to understand now that I was wrong about that. Here's from the Sacramento Bee. Parents arrested after son, two, likely ate rainbow fentanyl. This week in in, in fentanyl. Northern California law enforcement arrested a couple on suspicion of child endangerment this week after their two-year-old son was taken to the hospital for suspected fentanyl ingestion, authorities said. Sheriff officials said the incident likely involved rainbow fentanyl, a brightly colored drug that local, state, and federal authorities have issued warnings about in recent weeks. Deputies with the Butte County Sheriff's Office were contacted by Cal, uh, California pi- fire personnel around 2.45 p.m. Monday after parents had transported their child to a fire station uh, in the Yankee Hill area. So this was a piece of, this was a bag of powder, I guess, that had fentanyl in it, and it was rainbow colored. Kid goes, oh shit, they got rainbow colored fun dip now? And the next thing you know, he's, his wrists are locking up. He's Joey in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> really, really, really horrible. Uh, I think that just based on, I've met good parents and I've met bad parents and even the bad parents I've met, they, no, I take that back. I was going to say even the bad parents I've met do a good job of watching the kids, at least. N- no, the problem is children are stupid. I was acting like a child all the way into my 20s. So you can't expect a two-year-old to just be okay on its own. You know that there's a two-year-old in the house and you have fentanyl sitting around. It looks like candy. I I feel awful for these people. There's a chance that maybe they're just addicted to drugs and had to get the cheapest thing possible but you also killed your kid you killed your kid by not being responsible uh if you really love the child you would give them up knowing that you can't handle it Uh, i have people in my life that have done that and i say i look back on it and say yeah this this really fucked up your relationship with your son with your child but at the end of the day it's better than them eating a meth rock and dying, you know? So it sounds like this kid survived, but it reminds me of that scene. Markel, have you ever seen the show Shameless? Uh, no, I heard of it, though. One of those shows where I, could, I really could have looked back on it and been like, this is great if they didn't make 12 fucking seasons of it. It's really, it really gets mids as fuck after season five. It's about this poor family that lives together and uh, the girl who takes care of her brothers and sisters, her name's Fiona, her and her boyfriend, who's like, they're like two of my favorite characters in the show. I like the characters, but they're doing coke while their kids are running around. And this little kid that uh, is the daughter of Fiona or the, the son of Fiona, sorry, sees them doing coke. Like the kid can see them doing blow and putting the straw in their nose and takes a hit. So the kid comes up and he does a line of blow and they have to take him to the hospital. He survives. And then the story kind of just moves on as they 
as Fiona deals with the repercussions of that. I can't believe how many people felt bad for her when that happened. I remember that show was so huge when that season came out. I was in college and people felt bad for the person who left Coke out and was doing Coke in front of their two-year-old. It's a horrible, horrible thing to do. I accidentally dropped a baggie of Coke on the ground next to my dog once. And I think about it every three and a half minutes. Uh, I just can't imagine how, how terrible you would feel if you caused your kid to overdose because you wanted to get high. So it's a sick world. You really should look out for that, parents. If, if there's any parents with trick-or-treaters this year, you definitely do have to go through all of the candy. Uh, people have gone and shot up schools full of children. There's no chance that there's no chance that there's a 0% chance of that happening this year, especially with the fact that God, and I hate, I hate saying this. I don't want to, I don't want to give some weird fuck, uh, an idea every once in a while, I'll check the analytics on this podcast. And it says 1% of the people that live uh, that listen to it are in Germany. It's just, it's just, I don't know anybody in Germany, so I don't know who's actually ever hearing any of this shit, uh, really. You're probably and, on a VPN. Yeah, yeah, and I, they're, they're fucking hacking in through this computer that barely works. That's probably what's happening. Uh, I was just going to say, it's, it's probably a good idea to do what my cousin does if you have kids that are young enough. And if you have some extra money to spend, I get that that candy is expensive. They hike it up during Halloween and shit like that. I saw at CVS the other day, it's like $20 for a, just the average size candy, you know, um, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. I really think that if you're going to let your kids go trick or treating, the world is sick enough that we're at the point where you kind of just got to take the candy and replace it. That's what my cousin does. Um, I know it's a little bit harder if your kids are older, but they're kids. You could fool them. They let the kids look at all the candy first and they go, all right, I'm going to put it in the back seat here. Here's a few pieces for you to eat on the way back. And then they just put this mix. They just pour this mixed bag of candy into, into another bag that they, you know, candy they bought. And then they give it to the kids so they know that there's no chance that somebody peeled down the wrapper slightly and sprinkled a grain of salt's worth of fentanyl onto your child's Snickers. <laughs> uh, can you imagine, imagine that Snickers commercial? You, you're not you when you when you eat, and then it's a, you hand a Snickers to a two year old. You're not you when you're hungry. Kid eats it and just fucking dies instantly. That's the world, folks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be late for work now on my second day, uh, to, to, because we wanted to finish a podcast that no one listens to. So we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you everyone for listening. Markel, thank you so much for being back on the show. Um, I'm going to FaceTime you here as I get ready to go. Uh, if anybody, right. anybody is into sports, please stay tuned. We're going to put out the, uh, new podcast by RJ and his brother. I was a guest on their first episode. They talk about baseball, football, basketball, all that great stuff. At one point, uh, I admitted that I had a sexual dream about Justin Herbert, and it was probably the, the funniest part of the show. You know, they should have me on there regularly. I'm going to be late as fuck. I got to go, guys. Have a good fucking day, man.